America, you will realize today and tomorrow that this world is made up of all human beings who have the same general needs and wants in life for themselves, their kin, community, and state. That is the freedom to live and love. They may eat different foods, enjoy different music, have different dialects, or speak a different language, but in essence are no different from you and I. This is America. We are not a perfect sovereign country, as we have our own flaws, but we are the closest that will ever exist. It's kind of sad I won't be around to view and enjoy The Hangover 3. What an awesome trilogy. February 3rd, 2013, the Super Bowl. Ravens vs. the 49ers. Tim Tebow. A diamond ring on the finger of a dead woman in the front seat of a white Kia Optima on the top floor of a parking garage. A dead campus officer in the seat next to her. Victoria Hurtado. Irving PD homicide detective knew this wasn't just a simple case of a thug hopped up on black beauties and cigarettes dipped in formaldehyde blown away a couple of up on lover's lane for his sick kicks or from messages he heard on the race music charts. This was a killing. Fourteen shell casings are scattered across the oil stains and tire tracks like dandruff from an eczematic scalp. Scratched to flakes by the filed nails of crime. This young couple was dead. Ballistics came back from the lab. The weapons had been fired using a suppressor, a tube that makes things go quiet. Hurtado wished she had one for her husband's mouth sometimes. But the detectives were stumped. Even after talking to former LAPD officer Randall Kwan, Monica's father, he simply couldn't figure out who might have done it. Who would commit such a heinous act. My name is Brace Belden. I'm Liz. We are, of course, as always, joined by producer Young Chomsky. And this is Truanon, colon, Moderate Rebel, The Chris Dorner Story, Part 2. Liz, we are not good at doing true crime. You know what? Yes, we are. No, yes, we, we are. No, we We've aren't. done this one. We did the great two-parter on the dog fucking, which, by mm-hmm. the way, that was a else, sex story. Who else is covering that? Let's let's up in the air, depending on how conservative you are. If that was actually a crime that was committed there. When I think of our true crime episodes, mm-hmm. I think dog fucking. Yeah, Taliban. You know, run away. Yeah. And now Dorner. And I think that's a great little trilogy that we're working with. Okay. Yeah. My thing is, I'm, I think we do the episodes themselves are fine. It's just oh. as true crime podcasters, I feel like you and I have like a severe lack of musical theater training. Yeah. Or desire 
that sort of prevents us from crossing the sort of the threshold into becoming true crime podcast. Are you suggesting that perhaps we attend some workshops? I mean, I'm just like, I don't know, like, would you like, you know, you know, I've been doing UCB for the past 12 years, <laughs> um, you know, which actually, and that's, that's, you know, that's combines a lot of our interests. There's a lot of true crime happening there too, um, <laughs> particularly sex crimes. And so like, you know, I, I, I'm just like, maybe we could like take some improv classes, like do some musical theater stuff together. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, you don't want to do that. Okay. Well, no, I didn't say that. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes, and I would love to. Okay, well, psych, bitch. Not <laughs> happening. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hello, everyone. We already Hello. did the intro, but welcome. Part two. Back to Christopher Dorner. So, Liz, you remember how last episode, we talked mm. about Christopher Dorner's childhood and mm. his uh, young adulthood and then mm. regular adulthood, mm. and then we kind of went back and examined the reasons that he did what he did as stated mm. in his so-called manifesto. Yeah, yeah. We talked about the coppers too. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, we didn't really get into what Christopher Dorner actually did and sort of the timeline of events during the manhunt, which yes. by the way, you'll never catch me participating in one of those. In a manhunt? Yeah. No, you'd be the one hunted. Well, that's, uh, fuck. Okay. Yes, I would. And you know what? I'm proud of my service to UCB. <laughs> I will say really quick before we get into this, yeah. there, someone left a comment on the Patreon, and I want to give them a little shout out, which I never do. Oh, God. This is going to encourage bad behavior. I know. It's going to. And I apologize to ourselves for doing Thank this. You. But Thank you. it was really cute. The guy was like, wait, what did Christopher Dorner do, though? And I just like, for I think, one, it's I. this goes back to your point about us being bad at true crime. It's amazing we just like didn't tell anybody. <laughs> Well, I don't. Yeah, the first we, we did at the but, very end. But also, yeah, it's so gentle that this person doesn't know, and I yeah. really love that. You know, I hope that they preserved that for the second episode. And no spoilers. Yeah, didn't didn't investigate any further. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I. I. You know. I haven't obviously gone back and listened to it, but if from memory, I actually am not sure that we did. Yeah, I don't know. If we necessarily did. <laughs> say technically the crime that we're talking about yeah. in question whatsoever you know what? during the you first episode. You get that from other true crime podcasters. Here exactly. on True None, we, we are no spoilers true crime podcast. No spoilers, exactly. No spoilers. Um, so we are starting on February 4th, which is actually the day that we're recording this podcast. Mm. You don't you don't know if that's true or not. So, um, And uh, Liz, I want you to le- read a little quote here okay. yes. at the top. Look your wives slash husbands and surviving children directly in the face and tell them the truth as to why your children are dead. So I wrote that on my former math teacher's Facebook page a couple of years ago uh, in response to me having a memory of him giving me bad grades. No, I'm just kidding. That's from Christopher Dorner's Facebook uh, before they would ban you from telling the truth like that. Mm. And so to set the scene for where we are, Detectives have found, like I detailed at the end of the last episode and the beginning of this one, a couple of bodies on the top floor of a parking garage with no idea who killed them. It looks like a pretty, uh, well, maybe not professional, but semi-professional hit. Uh, The valuables are still on them. They don't look like they've sort of been rifled through. Someone just came up, killed them, and then left. No idea who did it. That same day, or actually later the next day, in National City, California, which is a city right by the border of Mexico, workers in an auto repair shop discover a bunch of items placed on top of a garbage can next to their work. And I got to say, from this list, if I was one of these guys, I would be so fucking hyped. 
Oh, yeah, this is like serious stuff. This, this is not is a, stuff that you would be like. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is a not score. the usual items that you find on top of a garbage can next to your work. They find a bulletproof vest, two cans of ammo, a military surplus gas container, empty mortar tubes, a black police belt, which I'm hoping is one of those Sam Brown, like New Jersey State Police belts, <laughs> uh, a couple of AR-15 mag pouches, a full extra, extra large, of course, LAPD uniform, and an LAPD field notebook with Christopher Dorner and Teresa Evans' names written on the front. So, okay, real quick. Yeah. Feels like a mistake to dump all this stuff. <laughs> yes. So, all right. <laughs> I got to say, despite sort of Dorner like pumping himself up on his Facebook post as like, I'm an expert at like this yeah. and this and this and, and this. The media did that as well too, by the y- way. You don't, I don't know why you would just dump this stuff on a garbage can that people are just clearly immediately going to, he didn't even put it in the garbage can. He put it on top of the garbage can. Yeah. Yeah. But they just put it in there. They found some other stuff um, and they pull, They ended up pulling a surveillance tape that sh- that is great, by the way. There's yeah. some great screen caps from it. Um, but they pull a surveillance tape, and it shows Dorner, no mask or anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, f- looking right in the camera. Uh, it's it shows him like throwing the stuff in the in the trash can, <laughs> or yeah. on top of the trash can, as it were. And I guess he's like kind of trying to cover his tracks by throwing like that stuff out, and then throwing the other stuff. Like he throws like another batch of shit out at another trash can. Like, oh, I'm like hiding my tracks, but it's just like down the block from each other. And they're both found at basically the same time. Here's the thing. Yeah. If you're dumping stuff, mm-hmm. find scout a location that one does not have a surveillance ca- surveillance camera. You know, what's a great place to dump stuff, Liz, if mm. you're uh, in like near the border of Mexico or on the coast of anywhere. Mm. Ocean. Ocean. Huge River. dumping ground. To me, the ocean Body is of water. nothing but something to throw trash into. Yeah. Bury By the it. Way, that seagull thing with the six-pack things, it's a myth. Mm. That's big 24-pack trying to get you to buy boxes. <laughs> so police find this notebook with T- Dorner's name and Teresa Evans' name on it. Mm-hmm. They run both the names through like the database of, you know, find my fellow cops. Uh, Christopher Dorner does not come up, but Teresa Evans does, and they give her a little ring-a-ding. She answers, and she's like, why the fuck is his shit? out there but like doesn't understand what's going on so she kind of just goes about her day however later she hears a couple of fellow cops talking about how randall kwan if you remember from the first episode that's the former lapd police captain who represented dorner during his board of rights hearings how his daughter and her new fiance were killed randomly or seemingly randomly on the top floor of a parking garage which spooks her a little bit meanwhile elsewhere in san diego so meanwhile, a little bit up the coast from National City. National City, like we said, it's closer down to like right near the Mexico border. Mm-hmm. We're in San Diego. There's reports that a large black guy is walking around Driscoll's Wharf, classic mm-hmm. wharf name. Yep. Uh, this is in Point Loma in San Diego, and he's looking for a boat. Now, he says he tells guys there that his name is Mike. And he tells them that he's shipping out to Afghanistan the next day, and he wants to spend his last day fishing in the waters off Mexico. This is from one of the guys that he talked to. He kept saying he wanted to go fishing off Mexico. I said, Mexico? That's kind of weird. You could go fishing on the bay, said Jeremy Smith, a local commercial fisherman. Uh, yeah, so it makes no sense to go fishing. This is not a story that that is standing up to anyone there. Um, yeah, they're they also just like, there's no fish today. Like, you can't, like, we're not taking anybody out. 
Yeah. So this guy, Mike, mm-hmm. buys these guys a couple tacos for the trouble and walks away. So this is on February 4th. And nothing much more is heard about Dorner publicly until Feb or nothing at all publicly until February 6th, when a certain document appears on the internet. So the cops and Detective Hurtado, who I mentioned earlier, uh, start putting things together. They talk to Randall Kwan, uh, talk to Teresa Evans, and an officer from the National City Police Department, and kind of puts all this stuff together. Like, well, Dorner's stuff was found here. Randall Kwan represented Dorner. Teresa Evans, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, one of the cops whose job it is is to basically monitor social media has found Dorner's Facebook, presumably by typing Christopher Dorner into the search bar of Facebook, (laughs) and uh, sends over Detective Hurtado what is now called Dorner's Manifesto. Okay, so let's talk about this manifesto because there's definitely some questions about the provenance of said Mm -hmm. manifesto. But so the manifesto, as it's colloquially called, um, was actually a Facebook notes post. So this wasn't a status update. This is a Facebook notes, which is a feature that doesn't exist anymore, by the Uh way. But it was like a feature that Facebook rolled out that was almost like an open word processing thing. Like it was like a, I don't know what they were thinking with it, Yeah, but it wasn't like a status update. Mm-hmm. It's so, like a long, let's, it's a, let's say it's like a long form. Yeah. It kind of was a long form, like opportunity place or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, it, yeah. I'm sure it showed, I think it maybe showed up in, in your feed, like in someone's feed, but also maybe not. It's unclear. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the post was made on February 4th. 2013 at 1.48 a.m., according to the LAPD's search warrant. That's what they were able to, when they when they first grabbed it, check the metadata, they see it's posted 1.48 a.m. Like you mentioned, the cops found it doing a routine Google search on the 6th, so it had been up for two days. Mm-hmm. And this is like something I just want to point out, which is like a little odd, because Monica Kwan had been dead now for, what, two days? Uh, she was killed on the 3rd, so okay. yeah, like two and a Three, half days. Two and a half yeah, days. And she was killed the night of the 3rd. Yeah, and so like no one thought to, like she, like her father's mentioned by name in the manifesto yes. with like a direct threat to his family and friends. Very explicit threats. Explicit. a shit ton of people, yeah, but especially Randall Kwan. Yeah, totally. And it's odd that no one thought to like Google or or like literally just Facebook, which at the, I mean Facebook at this time especially before it kind of gets taken over by I don't know crazy grandmas and stuff is really just like a phone. It's like everyone just has one's phone book kind of situation yeah. before people kind of start logging off of it. You know, it's 2013 still. So I think it's like a little odd that no one thought to look into this until then, but it's good to remember that it's not you know savvy keyboard warriors like ourselves mm-hmm. staffing the LAPD. Okay, so this remains up on Facebook, like we said, for some time. Even after the LAPD flag it, it's still up on Facebook um, for some time because Facebook at this at this point doesn't have a policy to take down the manifesto of like possible uh, like shooters or people putting out manifestos. They just don't really have a content moderation policy in yeah. place for this. So... People on Reddit and Twitter, but especially 4chan, and particularly B and Poll on 4chan, mm-hmm. are like fucking all over this thing. And they're linking to it, and they're laughing about it. And it's like unclear if 
4chan even found it before mainstream media outlets posted it. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there. It's for the mainstream media outlets. It seems like KFI radio station was the first to report the manifesto. So Bill Handel, we mentioned him um, in last episode. He reported about the manifesto live on the radio and mentioned things that are not in the version that KFI initially uploads. Okay. Mm. I know this sounds like pedantic, but it's, but it's important. I'm listening, baby. Well, because there's like basically three versions of the manifesto. Okay. Yes, I do know that. So through the 6th and the 7th, through February 6th and through February 7th, uh, mainstream outlets were reporting that they're not just different versions, right? Not just Mm -hmm. that there's one version and two versions, but that one is uncensored, one is unredacted, and one is redacted, which is like that then leads to all this new confusion from like right-wing and left-wing outlets being like, why would there be redacted, unredacted versions, Yeah, right? This is from BuzzFeed's reporting at the time. A version that was originally posted on Fox's Los Angeles affiliate, KTTV, ATTV, also contained quotes on President Obama, MSNBC, Chris Christie, John Huntsman, Hillary Clinton, George H.W. Bush, and support for gun control. The version of the manifesto was obtained and posted on Fox LA 12 hours ago, but the link now returns an error page. A representative of Fox LA told BuzzFeed they pulled most of the manifesto after requests from the police. So it's super unclear. This is basically what's what I'm getting at. It's really unclear what is what was really posted by Dorner yeah. on the Facebook's notes thing at 1.48 a.m. February 4th, and what we see on the internet now, just like what we look at and what has been mass reported by the media and all over the internet. Like which which versions are which? Well, because the most sort of famous thing, right, about Dorner's manifesto, aside from his criticism of the police, are his numerous shout outs. Yes. Throughout it. Yes. And so those are those are you're saying that there's different versions which include different things. There's versions that don't include any of that, is what yeah. I'm saying. So there's some people that claim that everything after he writes, I have the strength and benefits of being unpredictable, unconventional, and unforgiving. Do not waste your time with briefs and tabletops. Like everything after that, they say mm-hmm. is fake. And that would include the major sections that we're talking about on gun control, Hillary Clinton, and Obama, all the like shout outs to newscasters, yeah, the hangover yeah, yeah. three Feinstein, stuff. Feinstein, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like, you know, when you do read it, there does seem to be a bit of a tonal shift. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, Research and Destroy, the the collective that we talked about last episode, for their part, they noted that the first published version was 6,032 words. 6,032 words, saying that mm-hmm. twice for some reason. That's all um, right. And that was the one published February 6th by KFI, uh, the radio station. That's the one that was focused like like acutely on the criticisms of the LAPD. The second version that was published later, the one that the LA Times publishes on February 7th at 4.30 p.m., was 11,351 words. So that's almost double in length. Yeah. So that version contains the first version, the 6,000 words, plus an additional 5,300 words, and that's the one with all the the shout-outs. What's even more confusing is that, so... The initial search warrant that's issued on February 6th by the LAPD only contains excerpts from the first version of the manifesto. However, to play at, you know, let's play devil's advocate here and just say 
there would there's no reason why anything in that warrant would reference like Chris shout outs Christie. to Chris Christie and stuff. That makes no sense. Okay. Yeah. But when most people point to uh, the provenance of the manifesto, they point to this image that got circulated. And like all these Reddit posters, and this is like from posting at the time, especially on our, our Dorner case, which by the way has since been, the archive of which has been totally deleted, um, which is very odd. At some point between 2018 and 2022, it got deleted completely. Mm-hmm. But so there's an image that got circulated that like, you know, allegedly showed the longer version that was like a screenshot of like, you know, from Facebook of, and it was someone like who was searching Facebook for Richard the third, which uh-huh. is like, you can oh, find this. It's like hundreds of years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's like an imager file. Like it's really easy to find um, on Google. Like to, you know, people still point to it as like showing that the man, this is the version of the manifesto that's real. And they were searching through status bin, which is a, you know, a website that doesn't exist anymore. That was like a way to search like mass search everyone's Facebook statuses. Mm-hmm. So the image on it says that the that Dorner published that at fe- on February 4th at 9.14 a.m., which doesn't line up at all with any of the time stamp that the LAPD gave. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason to think, like even if you adjust it for time zones, there's like no it way that that make could, sense. Yeah, yeah, could yeah. work. So I think there's a real, I think that it seems pretty clear that that image that people base, like the knowledge of this ver- of the final version of the manifesto being real is like totally fake. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. If you go back into the Wikipedia edits from like at the time, and we're going to get into this, you know, everyone was following this story like so much online on Reddit, on 4chan, on Wikipedia, like everywhere on Twitter. So there was a lot of real-time reporting and Wikipedia nerds were like freaking out and they're making the um, page as it was going. And there was a huge debate over what to include with the manifesto and like what could even be referred to as real. And this is like just one quote from, from some of the arguments. So uh, I'm not going to read the user's names or anything, but this is it. I have a strong reason to think that the manifesto reference is actually a badly edited copy of the one put up by Dorner. There's a few severely out-of-character points, such as the sudden shout-out of support for the anonymous movement. Pastefin is a haven for anonymously posting these sorts of things on part of e-activists. I have a strong suspicion that this was made by such an activist who wished to put words conforming to their ideology in Dorner's mouth. Some passages just read very differently and out of place. So that was that that argument was made, that or that edit was made 11 16 p.m. on February 6th. And at this point, there's three different versions that they're all arguing over that different outlets, like literally like Fox is referring to one, CBS is referring to one, CNN Mm -hmm. is referring to one. It's like all over the place. And there's one follow-up comment here that's interesting. It says, I am personally skeptical about the one with all the pop culture references. From what I understand, it was done by B, reference, you know, one of the uh, forums on 4chan. And news sources are citing it as accurate. The reason I find the longer version to be less credible is that it contains much more spelling mistakes and it seems to change style. Sources claim the version in question is a deliberate fake due to containing spuriously added material. This is definitely part of the story. So we, I mean, we do need to include all this because it is like a huge part yeah. of the story. Like this is kind of the height of the 
what like Sam Hyde was the shooter meme or whatever. Remember? My, yes. Yeah. I mean, people still do that. Yeah, totally. Because they need. We need new memes. Yeah. Um, you know what? Other people need them. I don't want anything to do with them, <laughs> frankly. But I think it's totally within the realm of possibility that like the original Facebook version got passed around B and poll and and like basically everyone was like crowdsourcing jokes about it on these forums because they all were. Yeah. And I, I I mean, I don't I'm not exactly sure how anyone could or would verify now without access to police files, like what is the real manifesto or what isn't. And I think that like for our purposes, it like which is not to try to like get to the bottom of it, but like for this episode kind of talk through the entire spectacle of this event and all the mm-hmm. cultural detritus, like it doesn't actually really matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. the fact that so much of the cultural lexicon of this story could possibly even be one big 4chan troll seems to be like a big central part of the, you know, entire spectacle of the Chris Dorner meme phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, and it does fit with the, so the way I've always thought of it is that like, obviously these, um, the shout out section, let's say, of his uh, of his Facebook posts are, are very different in tone mm-hmm. than the than the like so called manifesto. And I'd always thought of it as like, okay, he wrote that like long piece talking about the LAPD and basically his manifesto, and then everything else was basically culled from like different Facebook posts. I mean, there are. Is in the six thousand words part. I'm not sure if like his shout outs to his family friends or his, his friends are in there. Um, but that's like a pretty, you know, that's a pretty lengthy section of the end. Yeah. Uh, and then like what would be sort of swaying for me on like, it's a fake thing was the lengthy section on gun control and like Diane Feinstein, because a big, uh, listen, I've never used 4chan. I'm not like, I don't even, I don't think I even know how to read it really. Yeah. Uh, I have no interest in it. Um, Try to read old ones. Like yeah. I was trying to do impossible, but yeah. I managed to. But uh, I, I do know that like at this point, every every time like a major news story happens or something like this, or even just like in the general zeitgeist, like 4chan or the sort of the 4chan style of like humor mm. is really like clumsy, ham-fisted, over-the-top um, portrayals of like their ideological enemies or whatever, or like a liberal or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way that like if you have any sort of like um, – ability to parse context or or to actually like kind of you know read critically is obviously fake but does fool a certain amount of like you know titanium mcgrath it's like the fake like like um it's like babylon b shit titiana or titiana yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like it's like it's never funny and it's just like it's always just this really like kind of like clumsy but a lot of people are very stupid and they fall for it a lot of people who might agree with the people who make it will like either pretend to or actually get mad at it thinking it's real what was the fake rose emoji one? Oh yeah i remember that that one wasn't very funny either like that's none what of i mean though ever very funny like yeah, it's, and it's all clever. just like a one note fucking thing yeah but i do agree like for for these purposes basically it's real in the sense that like it came out around that time and had essentially the same like the cultural impact of it came alongside the cultural impact of his like manifesto, you know, as such. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think also like that is so much like, yeah, I, I think that it's impossible to kind of get in down into it. And at this point, it's not even the point really, like you say, right. It's like yeah. all of this kind of, um, you know, this like perfect storm all came together 
And you can't really tell the Christopher Dorner story without situating it in the middle of this kind of internet culture, which which shaped so much of the coverage of it. Absolutely. So let's move on to Dorner shooting some people. Okay. February 7th. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that is, unfortunately, we do have to come to the actual shooting. Well, we passed some of the shootings already, but some of the, uh, some of the shootings in his so-called rampage. And uh, we're now on February 7th, a section which I've entitled Blast Zone. Liz, would you read for me this quote that's probably from the fake section? It's real in my heart. Mm -hmm. Senator Feinstein, you are doing the right thing in leading the reinstitution of a national AWB. Assault weapons ban. Never again should any public official state that their prayers and thoughts are with the family. That has become cliche and meaningless. It's time for action. Let this be your legacy that you bestow to America. Do not be swayed by obstacles, antagonists, and naysayers. Remember the innocent children at Austin, Kent, Stockton, Fullerton, San Diego, Iowa City, Jonesboro, Columbine, Nickel Mines, Blacksburg, Springfield, Red Lake, Chardon. Chardon? Yeah. Which one was that? I don't know. Which one was fucking Nickel Mines? Aurora and Newtown. Make sure this never happens again. Around 1 a.m., a repo man with the ability to look up license plates spots Dorner at a gas station. He'd remember seeing Dorner's license plate, I guess, on the news. I mean, this was mm. a big story. This is at this point, the police are like, we are looking for Christopher Dorner, yes. putting his license plate out there, putting his face up there, mm. putting a description of his truck, which by the way, they have wrong. He, they describe him as driving a blue Nissan Titan, which I never heard of a Nissan Titan before. Me neither. But, but I to guess be it's fair, a, I don't know much about pickup trucks. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, he's actually, Dorner's driving a gray Nissan Titan. Mm. Uh, so he's like, well, I don't know. This guy kind of looks like Dorner. It is a Nissan Titan. The license plate's wrong, but I'm going to run it anyways. And he runs it and it actually comes up as Dorner's car. So Dorner, this is, I actually really do not understand this part of the story. And this is another thing that I was like, I tried looking into and then I was like, I'm wasting way too much time on this. Um, Dorner changed license plates to fool people, but the new license plate I think was registered to him. So like it doesn't, I, I'm not really, th- this part of the story doesn't make a ton of sense. So he runs the plates and it's like, holy shit, that's Dorner. He follows him for a little bit and he flags down some cops and he's like, fucking that's Chris Dorner over there. Dorner drives by them and sees kind of this, this confab happening and uh, like heads on the freeway, gets off on the Magnolia off ramp. Um, the cops are following him, although they're not that close yet. They also get off at the off ramp. And Dorner is waiting for them. He blasts the fucking cops with an AR-15 from about 100 feet away. He annihilates the patrol car and blows up their fucking radio. One of the cops has to flag down a passing car and ask to use their cell phone to call 911. Classic. Uh, A few miles away, two Riverside PD cops, uh, which is a trainee and his trainer, just like Christopher Dorner and (gasps) Teresa Evans. Little cosmic kiss there. Mm-hmm. are sitting in their squad car when their radio starts being like, Dorner alert! <laughs> Dor- Chris Dorner's coming! Fucking Dorner! He's coming! Everything's coming up Dorner. 
And in my mind, this happens concurrently that I'm hearing this, although this is probably not the case. Dorner pulls up to them, points his AR out the window, and fires 20 rounds at the cops, killing the trainer and severely fucking up the trainee. A witness sees Dorner doing this. He's wearing wraparound goggles and grinning as he blasts these fucking cops. So Dorner is full. We are in full rampage mode right now. Like you're yes. shooting an AR from the fucking driver's seat of a Nissan yes. Titan at police cars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The internet starts calling him chocolate Rambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I mean, and remind you, this is very early in the morning. This is like 1.32 AM. And so we have a long day ahead of us. Dorner knows his ass is in trouble and he's still, despite kind of what his manifesto makes it seem, he's like, I kind of want to get away. So he goes down to a different dock in San Diego. This motherfucker is all over Southern California. A dockman. Uh, he's a dockman. Uh, and he tries to actually hijack a boat this time. And I want you to keep in mind, Christopher Dorner was in the <laughs> Navy for a long fucking time, baby. Uh, I love how much this upset you. It makes me so mad. <laughs> well, it's like if you're going to take the time out to learn a new skill, learn the skills. Learn the skill. It's your job. It's literally your job. Learn the skills. And then, look, you're actually in a real-life scenario where you need to use what you learned on the job in your real life. Exactly. And you can't do it. You can't do it. So he's like, I'm going to jack a fucking yacht. He boards this yacht. I'm sorry, what's the name of the yacht? (laughs) The Viver 2. Great name. Uh, No, Viver means uh, it's like a, it's an Italian word uh, for like a young sort of plump boy that you use to like serve your family sauces on top of pasta and occasionally give you like oil rubs um, after you get done being a bishop for the day. So he boards this yacht and points a handgun at the 81 year old owner telling him like, listen, buddy, I don't want to kill you. You got to take me to Mexico. The guy's like, "Uh, okay. I mean, I guess, yeah. I will do that. Uh, Dorner, all right, this is where, this is the, what Liz and I were talking about, which makes me really fucking mad. So you guys know how docks are like, uh, boats rather, ships, everything really, if it's docked, it's attached to the dock with a rope, mm. right? Pretty yes. common knowledge. Yes. You got a rope, you tie it around the cleat, you know, fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In fact, I have even untied one in my life. Me, uh, I haven't tied many. And uh, I can even do like the th- cool little wraparound trick. Yeah. You just, yeah. Anyways, Dorner unties the boat and then throws the mooring line just into the water. This was a bad idea because the minute they start the engines, yeah, the line, get... which very thick in my experience, yeah. caught up in the fucking propellers. Yeah, whipping everywhere. Totally destroys them. Yeah. So Dorner has gone down to San Diego from Riverside, hijacked the boat, and then at the very last second when he almost could have gotten away with it, the fucking he blows up the engine. It is a masterclass in doing something very stupid. This guy was in the Navy. So he's like, all right, fuck. Well, I'm just gonna tie this old guy up with his shoelaces. Uh, also, this is we 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 start our first of a few instances where Christopher Dorner apparently did not get very good at tying people up because mm. people immediately escape from any Dorner knots. Untie boats or tie up people. Exactly, the man is not great with knots. Uh, he ties the owner up with shoelaces and disappears into the early morning. Uh, the owner promptly escapes and calls the police. Okay, question brace. Yes, mind of the Dorner. Mm-hmm. 
Why you were already in San Diego? Yes. Why did you go back to Riverside? Frankly, I do not know. Maybe now, he's just cruising. Was he was he going to like take out more people and then he saw that there was like a huge alert out for him? And that's I, why he fled. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Did he not think that they would figure it out? I mean, he, the, the guy did have a pretty big and explicit hit list, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, That he posted on Facebook. Yeah. And it's pretty likely that he might have been going to somebody's house to try to take him out or something like that. I mean, he obviously did surveillance on the young couple that he killed at the very beginning of this adventure. Um, and so it's likely that he had done that on other of his targets or yeah. targets family members. We will never really know. I mean, we, we don't have a full list of the people that he was going after. Uh, mm. I think the police put details on about 44 people's houses, meaning like they protected like Which 44 different people. a lot of people, by the way. A shit ton of fucking people. A lot people. of police resources devoted to this. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's every – and it's all, you know, all different counties, different parts of the state too. Um, and so I'm guessing that he was going to get a specific target, sees that he's all over. I mean, immediately, if the repo man is spotting your ass – at a yeah, gas yeah, station, yeah. it's like the jig is kind of up. So he's like, "Well, I'll, I'll get these fucking cops off my tail, and then I'll go to I'll hitch I'll hide hijack a boat and go down to fucking Mexico." Christopher Dorner, however, was not the only person to shoot several people. <laughs> <laughs> on this day, remind you, this is the. I want to. I want you, everyone to keep in mind. This is the same day that the shootings I'm just describing happened. Mm. This is the same exact day. And Liz, could you read this little quote? Absolutely. Here? How do you know when a police officer is lying when he begins his sentence with, "Based on my experience and training," little joke from the Dorner. Mm-hmm. So Corona, where the first shootings happened near the gas station mm. uh, in Riverside County is it's weird east to of- refer to Corona as like a place and not a thing that we all have. A virus? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Tough time for that town. Uh, Riverside County is east of Los Angeles. So I want you to picture a city mm. and then on one side is uh, Riverside. Mm. And then on the other side of that giant city is Torrance. Yeah. I've been to Torrance. I have not been to Torrance. You I have been need- to Riverside. I, I'm going to say this right now. Mm-hmm. Don't recommend either. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, you don't really need to go to either. Mm-hmm. I got kicked out of a wiener schnitzel in Riverside. Really? Uh, when I was really young. Yeah. Did you like um, the wiener schnitzel? I actually was not able to eat it. We were banned, got- barred from eating at the wiener schnitzel before, before we even could order. Yes. Uh, not because dad, we were my, being obnoxious either. My dad worked at wiener schnitzel. Well, that's the guy who barred me. Uh, tell me, you'll never start a podcast with my daughter. <laughs> Um, and, uh, all right. So Torrance is a coastal town about 60 miles west of Riverside. Mm. And that's where two women who are immigrants from El Salvador were up early on their paper route in a blue Toyota Tacoma. Also, and I will say this, a truck. Yeah. So Liz, have you ever done a paper route? You know, I haven't. I was just thinking. I've, I've never done one. But have you played the game Paperboy on the uh, the Game Boy handheld video game system? Um, I actually think I have. Yeah. Where you throw the, the papers? Oh, you throw the papers? Yeah, yeah. The old, it was old timey though. Old timey. Yes, yeah, sure. 
I love well, old-timey game. Times have changed, and these two women have exchanged the child's bikes for a large blue pickup truck. They're slowly... And so listen, I do this too, except on foot, and I get it. It freaks a lot of people out. I do it early morning. <laughs> I, you know, It's caused a lot of problems. They are slowly crisscrossing from side to side like a slowly slithering snake down this torrent street, throwing papers out the window. Mm. Now, in the back seat is a 71-year-old woman named Emma Hernandez, who's passing newspapers from the back seat to the front seat to her daughter, Margie, Margie? Margie. 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 Margie is cute. Margie is. Like, it's a little like, oh, quirked up, but it's probably Margie. I got to be honest with you. If you meet a, like a 24-year-old girl named Margie too, that's also too quirked up and brother stay away. Mm. You don't want to, you don't you're going to get you don't want any of those. Well, it's Instagram got to be, yeah, it's a little photo quirked messages up summer. from her. I think everyone's yeah. getting a little quirked this summer. No, nah, me I no. <laughs> I'm going batacline mode. Anyway, so <laughs> she is getting past uh newspapers from her mother from the back seat to the front and she's tossing them out the window. She's doing a fucking paper route. This is not these women's full-time job. Both of these women do this seven days a week early in the morning and also work housekeeping jobs in order, I believe, to put Margie's son through college. Uh, They see a cop car sort of in front of a house with all four doors ajar, but no police in sight. And they're like, oh, that's fucking, that's that's actually pretty quirked up too. But they're like, you know what? We're delivering papers. We're doing nothing wrong. They're fucking tossing them out the window. So Liz, have you ever shot at anybody? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No. And so you know it's pretty <laughs> difficult, right? No, it is. It's it is hard to hit somebody. Like people think in the movies, it's like, you know, you're like, oh, you just line it up and. But most of the time, people are shooting. They're like, oh, oh no, my god. Well, not me. I'm an ace shooter. It's true. Yeah. 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 No. I. I mean, I saw your work. They named several of the places uh, in the manifesto that you wrote. <laughs> so, um, but it is pretty easy to hit a vehicle, especially a pretty large truck. Well, it's um, like a really, really, really big fat person. Exactly. So that can't, yes, that yes, moves yes. very slowly. This was the Gourmand's experience in the First World War. <laughs> yes. He he had a he had a tough time of it. Only, <laughs> a literal target on his back. Yes. It was it was crazy. He should have taken it a, off. Well, he's a fast horseman. And so it's yeah. <laughs> but uh and he rides those like giant like draft horses. But it's too. like a really kind of like short horse that like but it's like there's yeah. like kind of like a permanent but bow sturdy. in its back yes. because of <laughs> yeah, the Gourmand. It's a reverse camel. It's like yeah. Like cartoon Napoleon short horse. Exactly. So <laughs> these women are just literally driving down the street doing their job. And all of a sudden, cops open fire from every direction. Dude, this is so fucking crazy. <laughs> yes. No warning. They don't say anything. They don't identify themselves. They fire, what, over 103 rounds? Mm-hmm. 30 rounds don't even hit the truck, which I got to like, say, so it's just like... like- like going psycho mode. That's a lot of fucking gunshots. Oh Seventeen God. of those were from from shotguns. And I, I mean, Why I read do they the have police. Shotguns. Well, cops always have shotguns, and I think ARs now in all police cars. Okay. Um, but uh, they are. I don't know why you would try to shoot that truck with a shotgun. But yeah. I, you know, what can I say? I uh, am not a member of the Torrance Police Department. Uh, they are blasting this motherfucker. In fact. To several of the cops use up all the rounds in their shotguns and instead of reloading, just throw the shotguns oh and God. switch to their sidearm because it's faster and just start fucking. It was, uh, it was a nightmare. And okay. it was 
Yeah. I want to point something out before we get in more deeper into this tragedy. Yes. Now, if they if these cops did believe that that was Dorner, that means that they had been given the order shoot to kill. 100%. And, and I just is, want to make that yeah. clear. Like there was no if they thought that they had seen Dorner and they were given the okay to literally like fucking empty every single thing they had in that truck <laughs> or in that car, yeah. you know what I mean? In all their cars just like fucking blast this thing, then there was never an order to like take him in for any kind of no. like alive or anything. No. And we no, haven't even I, gotten to, you know, what comes next, but I just want to make that clear because it's completely psycho. There was very clear either spoken or more likely unspoken yeah, agreement between every cop. Like we're just going to end this guy's life. Yeah, we're yeah, going yeah. to shoot him. No warning, nothing. Thick blue line. Exactly. I want to remind you guys, this is this truck is A, not the same truck that Christopher Dorner has, no, and not B, even. a different color, and C, driven by two women from El Salvador. So the cops are also on different sides of the truck, and they keep shooting. And mind you, of course, these women are not firing back. They're being shot. The cops think that they're getting shot at from the truck, but it's actually just the cops shooting at each other. This actually happens a lot with police. Um, Exactly. So later, one of the cops says that the newspaper is slapping the ground. Um, By the way, this is LA Times. They're like, oh, it sounded like gunshots, which is No, it doesn't. Not true. Gunshots are very loud. Um, Yeah, and it's the slap of paper? Come on. mm Mm-hmm. Oh, listen, baby, as, as, a, as a newsie myself, I'm very familiar with that. It's just like the pitter-patter of a baby's foot around the house. Uh, the two women did survive, except that the, the grandmother, Emma Hernandez, was shot twice. So police have shot a 71-year-old woman twice. The, they didn't hit the other woman either, which does not bode well for the police's response for Dorner either, because even if they have shoot to kill orders, you shot a hundred and three rounds at these two women in this giant truck. And thank God they only hit this woman, one of these women twice. So none of the cops face any charges. And uh, eventually the women receive a $4.2 million settlement from the city. That was a Tacoma, right? Yeah, I think so. I just got to say, not a bad review on the Tacoma then. Keeps no, you, keeps no. you safe. Pretty good. Thick, thick doors. So you might be like, "Well, what a what a pickle these police got themselves in." Good thing that won't happen right away, immediately after to somebody else who's also not Christopher Dorner, just a few blocks away. Bzz, wrong, wrong. So again, just a few blocks away, down the street. <laughs> Cops flagged down a black Honda Ridgeline, which is also a truck that I've never heard of, but also not Dorner's truck, driven by a white guy in his mid-30s, uh, and it's a different color. It's black. It's, it's, not, it's not gray like Dorner's. Uh, they, they question the driver of the truck. They're like, listen, you got, we got to turn around. You know, We have this area on lockdown. They turn his ass around, and immediately he's rammed by another police car who starts shooting from the window. They blast his car full of holes, of course, miss him, which again, trucks, pretty good protection. Okay. Uh, but they claim that they're like, they question him and, you know, like handcuff him briefly, but then realize he's not doing it and let him go. He's like, no, they had me down on the pavement handcuffed for like an hour, like treat him like shit and are like mad at him for having shot at him. 
and eventually he receives a $1.8 million settlement from the city. So now the police have shot at three people, mm-hmm. almost evening out the day's tally of people who are getting shot at from either side. Yeah. Also, I mean, just the car, you mentioned the car was black and not gray like Dorner's. Also not blue, like how they mistakenly described yes. Dorner's. Just yes. like a totally fucking different. It's, it's absolutely incredible. So this is all the same day. And I know this is a lot to take in, but we've gone from a lot of different places. We've gone from the shootings by the gas station in Corona. We've gone down to San Diego to the attempted boat mm-hmm. jack. Uh, we've gone to uh, Torrance uh, for these, you know, these shootings of these women and this guy. And now we're back to Dorner. But he's now in a place called Big Bear. Have you been to Big Bear, Maurice? I have driven <gasps> Big Bear Brace. I have driven through Big Bear once a very long time ago by accident. By accident? Yes. Wait. I was a member of the manhunt for Christopher Dorner. <laughs> you should go to uh, Big Bear. It's cool. I don't know why I was in Big Bear. This is when I was probably like 2009, mm. but we were on tour or something and we're driving back to San Francisco. And for some reason we were in, I think it was because someone we were with had never seen snow. And so we were driving back from some shows in LA. We're like, well, I guess let's take him to see snow. Mm. That's pretty and, out of your way. Yeah, I don't really remember. I was on a lot of drugs, okay. quite frankly, but I did go to Big Bear. All right, well. What's the deal with Big Bear? It's like a Tahoe of the South? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skiing? For summer and winter. What happens? I go, there's like there's like things to yeah, do in you the summer? Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, exactly. It's the Tahoe of the South is fucking, you nailed it. What do people do? Mountain biking? I don't know. That's none of I'm my not, business. I, the active lifestyle, like that stuff. I don't Not like it. It seems so expensive too. You got to buy like is. shoes that hook into expensive. a bike. Yeah. Like, what if, like to- people are always like, oh, we're going like wave rafting with, you know, the helipad. And you're like, like, how do you even you get about? into that? Yeah. And when people are like, oh, I do this like, like wind thing. I'm like, what gave you that idea to do that? I have no That would idea. never occur to me to go windsurfing. I guess it's probably going- fun. Yeah, it probably Anyways, we're in Big Bear now, and a couple of forest service workers driving a snowplow find the burned out remains of a Nissan Titan <gasps> on a service road whose gate had been cut. Now, really quick, this is a gray Nissan Titan. Well, now it's black and charred, like the rib cages sticking out of the floor. You know when you go to hell and mm. like you're like trying oh, yeah. to walk around, but yeah, there's yeah, just and they're giant just like, rib cages yeah, sticking yeah, yeah. out of the ground, and you're like. But it's well, like probably of a lion or something. But you're like, why is there even like archaeology down here? Like, or like, why is there even like what we're doing fossils in because. hell? I'm in hell. But it's the Burn, bones. It's like sodomize me or something. Why am I down here? No, it's, it's bones. ridiculous. Mr. I know. Bones. But it's like, how is there bones of a dead thing when we're in eternal suffering hell? Anyways. Yeah, you think it'd be alive down there, but just like evil. Exactly. Maybe it's spirits there. <laughs> I think God, Jews don't have to go there. Mm. Uh, they find this, the, the burned out remains of this Nissan Titan. And in that Nissan Titan, there are AR-15 parts and a Glock and some camping gear. Now, this is another thing I don't understand about Dorner. He just leaves shit everywhere. A lot of gear. A lot of gear. Gearhead. And it's like, his whole thing is he's like, he has gear and he's going to use it to kill people with. Mm. But like every place he goes, he's like, I'll leave a little gear here. Leave a Glock here. Yeah, Why yeah. don't I leave some bullets here? Like, brother. Calling cards. And you burned your car? Yeah, at this point, he's in full, like, isn't he in full camouflage now at this point, too? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, it's snowy, and so it's like, unless he's, you know. Yeah, he should have been in, yeah. 
So they call they call the fucking these forest service <laughs> workers call the car in. And uh, and like, listen, we found Dorner's truck. This starts circling around. Unfortunately for Christopher Dorner, it's Law Enforcement Appreciation Day at Big Bear. How did he not? How did he leave that out of his schedule? <laughs> exactly. Got to check and your Google Cal. I know. So he is he is in a place that is already swarming with cops. Like literally, is, like swarming. There's like, like a billion. Yeah, they're, they're having everywhere. a huge meetup, like mm-hmm. a barbecue cookout, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're they're fucking everywhere. He is like. He's just in these mountains now. Uh, the manhunt is now narrowing. It's the whole area of search is not all of Southern California, but it is Big Bear. Of course, to be clear, they are also checking his properties in Las Vegas. I think they're checking his mom's house and all these other places. But the real like like a big area of the manhunt is now in Big Bear. But Christopher Dorner is gone. They find the truck, but there's no trace of my man Christopher. So we're going to do a little passage of time thing. You know, mm-hmm. like how on a calendar. No, no, but like oh, p- picture like. Rewind. No, yeah, rewind now. So Liz, you know how calendars are? Mm. Like it's like there's a page of a month and then you turn it and then yeah, it's the yeah, next yeah. month. So, you know, imagine if a gust of wind hit a calendar, but it was only one of those day calendars and it was like February, February, February. Oh, yeah. February, so we're doing that, but we're mm. also going to talk about some stuff that happened. All right, so Liz, could you read this quote for me? Yes. Do you know why we are unsuccessful in asymmetrical and guerrilla warfare in CENTCOM theater of operations? I'll tell you. It's not the inefficiency of our combatant commanders, planning, readiness, or training of troops. Much like the Vietnam War, ACM, AAF, foreign fighters, jihadists, and JAM-108 have nothing to lose. They embrace death as it is a way of life. I simply don't fear it. I am the walking exigent circumstance you created. So I looked up JAM one hundred and eight because, like, he makes a lot of he does like a lot of acronym shit during yeah, his yeah, manifesto. Yeah. I was like, what is that? And I, I again didn't look very far. It appears to be a hip hop radio station, so he has to be referencing something else, oh um, unless he is maybe just doesn't like satellite or terrestrial radio. So police are pouring into the mountains and we're going from February 8th to February 12th. Now, this is what I'm kind of describing here. Police are like all over the place. There's use of drones, mm. un, unarmed, unarmed. Drones, yeah. But drones nonetheless, at the same time, a winter storm is hitting and the weather plummets several degrees, very movie like mm. fresh layers of snow coat the ground, covering up the tracks of both the deer prey so the cops are moving from uh, cabin to cabin. Basically, check this out, cold canvassing. Okay. Looking for Christopher Dorner. Basically, like knocking on every door and be like, hey, is Christopher is Christopher Dorner here? This is a, someone who doesn't watch the news but knows who you are because he uh, was in the Navy with you uh, and can't find him. They set up this big command center downtown. They like tow his fucking car down there. There's cops everywhere, helicopters everywhere. I mean, the place is swarming with police. Big press conferences giving every every day. You know, it's just it's a it's a huge thing. Honestly, good for Big Bear. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned the drones, and we we kind of like skipped over this a little bit. But the cops like devoted an insane amount of resources. At yes. one point, they had I think for the first time they were using an actual plane that was was they were using to uh, like detect heat, doing like thermal heat yeah, sensing. Yeah. 
through this thing. But so they had this very like low flying military plane, like basically like the LAPD is like, Oh fuck. We have all those federal contracts and we have all this shit. Like we should fucking use it. Like they're just like, like throwing things at this, like at this case, at this manhunt. Um, and, and just like using it as an opportunity to like, you know, play with a bunch of fucking toys that they never get to play with. They should have just waited until like the, the fucking 2014 BLM protests when they like everyone, <laughs> every police department in the country for some reason got like a thermal drone and shit like, you know. Well, like- dude, I mean, it is like, you know, I did think of like Ferguson when you think about the like fucking shit that LAPD was like throwing out there for this manhunt. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like you're like, oh, fuck, like cops have this shit it was like kind of psycho i mean the drone thing was a big deal you know i think that was the first time that they had used them i mean obviously since it's become kind of it's very commonplace very common now but it was the first time i believe that they kind of had deployed them and and a lot of people were pretty shocked so we're now on february 12th nine days since the super bowl where that's uh, the son of the calendar yes yes tebow 49 Liz, can you read another quote for me now? Outside agencies and individual officers on patrol. If you recognize my vehicle and confirm it is my vehicle through a DMV slash want warrant check. Okay, this man is autistic. It behooves you. I love a behooves. Sorry. I love a behooves. And I this love is, I'll be I real love too. A behooves. This is an appropriate behooves. Yes. A lot of people just use it to be like, I know what behooves means. Ugh. This is an appropriate use of behooves. I love to drop a behooves. Mm-hmm. It behooves you to respond to dispatch that your query was for information purposes only. If you proceed with a traffic stop or attempt to notify other officers of my location or for backup, you will not live to see the medal of valor you were hoping to receive for your actions. Think before you attempt to intervene. You will not survive. Your family will receive that medal of valor posthumously it will gather dust on the fireplace mantle for years then one day it will go in a shoebox with other memories your mother will lose a son or daughter your significant other will be left alone but they will find someone else to fill your void in the future and make them just as happy your children if you have them will call someone else mommy or daddy don't be selfish your vest is only a level two or three A. Think about it. That means uh, that's like there's like levels of like protection for mm. ballistic vest and like mm. a level two. I mean, I, I've never worn one because they're too heavy and they make my shoulders hurt. Mm. But uh, they uh, those like won't stop like a, a, a rifle. That's like oh, that one won't. Yeah, I'll just blast. Oh, just I blast see. It, I, I see. I don't so even. He, I think yeah. level four will. Mm. But like, I don't know. I mean, it's not my business. I feel like if you get shot, it's your time to go. Even if you're just wounded. No. You know, I don't that's think God that. being you like, know what? Well, think I how believe small in bullets modern are. medicine. Modern no, medicine. Think my thing is it's a spiritual thing. Bullets are like this big. I'm holding mm. up a very small thing. Yeah, right like now. a bullet sized thing he's holding bullet up. Bullet sized thing. Because people think of the bullet as that long thing, but no, no, the bullet's just a little bit of a I don't think anyone tip. thinks of the bullet as a lot of people do. A lot of people do. Um, and so really like if that tiny little piece of metal somehow hits your little skinny, little beautiful body, that's God being like, your time's done. I don't think so. They should just measure penises by the head. So. (laughs)
Throughout the past five days, police have had no clue where Christopher Dorner is, sometimes even hinting that he's actually off the mountain. And frankly, like, I'm getting the idea that, you know, if I was a cop during this time, I'd be like, this motherfucker is not around here. But there's also the chance that they were either saying that to, like, draw him out, to make him complacent. They've gone door to door checking to see if he's in any cabins or rooms. All the schools have been locked down. I mean, this is a giant manhunt, like we're saying. So I think it's the biggest one since the hunt for Osama bin Laden. Uh, Does that really count? I don't know. I'm I like, feel like, how the, do you even like first of all, that? Osama bin Laden is not a manhunt. It's like, first, they knew where he was and they he said, just, hey, yeah. don't tell us. Stop yeah. telling us where he is. We don't want to know. Yeah. We don't want to know, wink, wink, because we got to yeah. save it for when we need it later. Exactly. I mean, everyone knows this. Yeah. I mean, was, and frankly, you know, who knows? Let's see the body. Yeah. Oh, you can't. Oh, oh, we dumped it overboard so that he, people wouldn't worship the, where his burial site. What the fuck are you talking how about? How stupid do you have to believe to? Uh, how you stupid think do you have to be to believe moron? that? Anyways, Christopher Dorner. Speaking of morons, that's kind of Christopher Dorner, but also the police here. He's literally across the street <laughs> from where the police are have their giant headquarters in a motel that he, or in a, like a condo complex. That yeah, he broke condo. Into. yeah. 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 So big bear is like, you know, it's like a lot of ski towns, uh, where it's like, you know, there's this sort of like central area with like, I don't know, a pizza place. And like, you know, like the, the resorts and stuff like that, like where people like have their winter little condos and shit like that. Um, and then there's a bunch of rural areas with like cabins that are right. like not really connected to anything. Christopher Dorner is in the central part of yeah, Big Bear. Yeah, he's not in like the le- the like like rural area where. By the way, the, the, that's where the cops are going. Where they're like knock 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 knock. Like, are yeah. you here, Christopher? Hello. Yes. Like, <laughs> no. He's literally just in a like decently modern building across yeah. the street from police HQ. Yes, and he can actually see his own car or his truck, rather, get yeah. toned, like towed, toned, towed, down to uh, where the police are, you know, mm. giving these fucking press conferences. Frankly, my man could have opened up and annihilated a lot of people. I gotta say, too, mm-hmm. you know, I've criticized a lot of his moves. Yeah, mea culpa. I want to say that this one I like. You like this? I like. Having the, you know, you got two eyes on yeah. where they see you, but they can't, you can see them, but they can't see you. You know what I'm saying? I, so, no, I get that. A lot of the times I just look out like the window mm. with like, you know, and sort of just like track drivers. Sure, sure, sure. You know, with the, in the fucking, yeah. in this, in the site, right? But I mean, just rather than being in rural, I mean, Classico style, Classico yeah. manhunt style is he's out in the rural cabin. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, siloed away, just watching CNN, like sweating yeah. bullets, hoping mm-hmm. and praying that you don't hear the Christopher. Yeah, yeah. Come out, come out wherever you are. Like whatever the cops are saying. Yeah, they do. No, that was their. That was their. That was their <laughs> SOP. It was their their opening line. But this dude's just literally chilling in a fucking like two bedroom condo or whatever. Yeah, love yeah. it. Uh, one of my favorite books is Rogue Mail, which is like a very uh, funny book, I think written in the late 30s, about a guy who uh, tries to kill Hitler. Uh, this is before Britain, it's a British author, mm. before Britain declared war on Hitler. So he's like, just, you know, they use some other identifying marks. Uh, and then he spends the, almost the entire novel hiding in a hole in rural England while people are looking <laughs> for him. And so I'm like, I would have just hidden in a hole because yeah, I get, read that book. Yeah, get in the hole. Yeah. So Dorner's just chilling in this fucking condo, eating trail mix and shit. Uh, he is actually discovered, and this is the 12th, 
by the owners of the condo complex, yeah. a couple who he briefly takes hostage before stealing their car. And so he's like, these people like are coming to like just check on the rooms, change the linen and stuff like that. Dorner pops out the pops out the gun. He's like, listen, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm just uh, chilling here, and now I'm going to need your car. Uh, he actually even asked the guy that there's a, it's a husband and a wife. He asked the man if he's diabetic because he finds a chocolate bar in the old man's pocket. And after he ties the couple up, he places a chocolate bar like near his head. Wait, but I mean, was he diabetic? He was diabetic. Oh, okay. Yes. Because yeah. it was also just like a non-diabetic no, old like, man no, with a I chocolate just, bar in oh, his pocket. Oh, I love me Snickers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know, love me Twix bars. Interesting little character. Yeah. If no, no. He's he's actually diabetic. Which okay. I don't understand diabetic's relationship to sugar because I'm like, aren't you not supposed to have it? But then some of you eat a lot of it. And frankly, never looking into this. I knew this guy, Apache, who used to eat almost nothing but Skittles. Yeah. Nothing but Skittles. And I thought that's what diabetics did. Turns yeah. out you're not supposed to do that. Well, yeah, if you don't have insulin. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really follow up. I was just like, wow, that's a lot of Skittles. Skinny is a rail too. Great guy. Yeah. Well, Anyways, so he's like, listen. I need your fucking car. Gets the car from them. This guy, I don't, this is Liz. I don't know what this guy's thinking. He leaves both a knife and the lady's cell phone near them. Yeah. Well, that's Dorner. Yeah. He's a softie. Yeah. Uh, they, of course, It seems as if it's like one of those things that's like, well, if you can get it, then it's yours. <laughs> yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they, of course, do get it and yeah. call the police about 15 minutes after he leaves. Uh, did you have you did you watch the video of them on the news? After? Yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah, gotta yeah. say, they're very weird. They're smiling, happy as a clam. Yeah, these two, they're like, he was so nice. You know, he tied us up, but we got away. It's great. Like they're I, like totally fine. I gotta say, if you're getting tied up, like if a guy's in your house with a gun tying you up. Mm. You better pray it's Christopher Dorner because he's a he's gonna fuck it up and b he feels too bad to like really yeah. fuck and you, you get up some chocolate. Bad. You get some chocolate. You get on the news. Uh, I looked to see if that place was still open. Unfortunately, you can no longer rent out the condos. It was closed. Talk about not wanting people to set up. Next I know. I know. So Dorner is driving at this point. I've never heard of any of these cars. A Nissan Rogue. Never heard of it. Never a rogue. I don't what know you, much about you, Nissan. What are you driving a Toyota Cleric next? Give me a freaking break here. So Dorner is driving around. The cops know what car he's in, and there's a group of policemen setting up spike strips on the ground. Spike strips are strips of spikes that blow out your tires and make you go down this road, mm. lose control. Yeah. They see Dorner. He's hiding behind. He's not hiding. He's just driving behind a couple of school buses. He sees that they see him. He turns his ass around, starts driving away. They give chase. Uh, Dorner fucking escapes these motherfuckers, crashes the car. And inside this car, by the way, the police find a, a suppressed sniper rifle with the word vengeance carved into the stock. Oh, my God. I know, which is, it's, you know what? I'll let him. If you Okay, it's corny, but he really was doing vengeance. Yeah. Also, it's so Chris like, Dorner. He's really corny. Exactly. You so know, that's okay. he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. He would have been such a Marvel guy. It's a shame that he didn't get to live that long. There was no Marvels that came out yet. No, Marvel was was started in, I think, 2017. Wait, really? 
No, no, it's an oh, old the comic movies. Book company. I bet, but I meant like no, how but you know what I mean. Marvel I'm talking about the movies. I know it's a no, comic I, company. I mean, I guess it probably did. Frankly, no clue. So Dorner is now missing. He's he jumped into the jumped into the wood. He ran into the woods. He actually hijacked. <laughs> I bet he kind of yeah, a little high jump. Yeah. Well, he hijacks another truck. He's driving down the street. Some other or driving down one of these mountain roads. Some cops pass him, and then he pop, 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 fires out the window at them. Misses. Mm. Drives away. Uh, I think crashes the truck. No, he throws the truck down into like a gully so it's off the road and runs into some cabins. Oh, my God. So now he's in the rural cabins. Yes. So, Liz, are you familiar with the phrase, can't corner the Dorner? Absolutely. Can't corner the Dorner. I've always been confused by that because they definitely cornered Chris Dorner. They only – like the only way to describe what happens to Chris Dorner is as a cornering. Yes. Nothing else happened to him. He was – he was cornered. Yeah. Like fatally cornered. Yeah. So to me, like whenever I've cornered somebody, it's because I've had too much cocaine and I want to tell somebody about my personal <sighs> goals, ambitions, and possibly even ideas for movie scripts and stuff like that. And so at a party, I wait until there's sort of what they, what people call the edge of a room, but mm. is colloquially known as a corner. And I'll go up to them and sort of place both my hands on either side sure. of them. Classic. And lean down, even if they're taller than me, so I can look up into their eyes or down into their eyes or mm-hmm. right into their eyes and be like, dude, I have this idea for this movie called Tweaking Through Time that you're going to fucking love. So that's called cornering. That's exactly that's what the police did to him. Brace the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Punisher. Yeah, he got punished by the LAPD <laughs> yeah, he here. did. More ways than one. So, all right. Picture this scene, right? There is a mountain road. And then there's a little driveway, and then there's sort of this like complex, this like house and like kind of like outbuildings and stuff around it, surrounded by woods and snow. There's some police on that mountain road there with the Durango, a car mm. I have heard of. Yeah, everyone's heard of the Durango. They're sort of patrolling, looking out. They're like, they don't know that Chris Dorner is necessarily in this house yet. And all of a sudden, a shot rings out. So Dorner is firing a suppressed rifle. Liz, do you know what a suppressor is? I kind of, I know that it's not, uh, it's not a silencer. I know that. Yes. Well, there's no such thing as like a, well, people call them silencers, but you can't actually make a gun silent. Sure. But you can with a pillow or a potato. Yes. Yeah. You put well, a potato no, in the tip and it silences it. Th- that's actually not also not true, but I mean, you can make it quieter. Definitely. But there's Everyone still be knows loud. the potato trick. Yeah, I do the potato trick does work, and he frankly should have had some with him. But it does mask the sound, and it makes it harder to know where the sound is coming from. And it also makes it so there's less of a muzzle flash. Mm. And that is like, you know, so you can't really see where the shot is being fired from as well. So Dorner is firing out the window of this cabin, and I think it's a couple stories of this fucking, this, this, this building. They don't know which one he's firing from. Um, they, these cops take cover behind the Durango parked in the street. So, uh, you know, cars actually provide, as we've seen from this somewhat decent cover from getting shot, mm. but it's dangerous because they, you know, they're hiding sort of be- uh, on the other side of the car, kind of below the car, they can get hit by ricochets. And the rumor is, and Dorner himself has said that he has a 50 caliber rifle. That's a big bullet that can like, punch right through a car. Okay. Yeah, that's like, that's like. Oh, you're making this, big bullet size. size. I'm making big bullet size. Got right it. Here. You don't want to get shot by one of those. Uh, it'll just, um, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I potentially could li- get live if you just got shot in like the finger, but if it shoots anywhere else, it's like ripping off your arm, blowing up your stomach, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, the cops take cover. He shoots one of them. And that guy's kind of on his hands and knees, barfing up blood. Oof. His partner moves to like, uh, you know, to either like help him or just like changing position. And then Dorner takes that guy out too. Another cop gets behind the wheel of the Durango and tries to like move it. I don't really know what he's thinking here, either to provide like cover so these guys can get off the road, you know, like to slowly drive the car while these guys kind of run behind it. Mm. Uh, but he actually just freaks out and puts the pedal to the metal and just drives off, <laughs> leaving these two cops in the middle of the road. Oof. So this is excellent for Dorner. This is a marksman's dream. This is what's called a kill zone. And yeah. Dorner actually does not take the shot. Classic Dorner. And this is where the corner finally happens. The violence of action will be high. I am the reason TAC alert was established. I will bring unconventional and asymmetrical warfare to those in LAPD uniform, whether on or off duty. ISR is my strength and your weakness. You will now live the life of the prey. Your RDs and homes away from work will be my AO and battle space. I will utilize every tool within INT collections that I learned from NMITC in Damn Neck. You have misjudged a sleeping giant. There is no conventional threat assessment for me. JAM, New Bath Party, 1920 Rev, BGE, ACM, AAF, AQAP, AQIM, and AQIZ have nothing on me. Do not deploy airships or gunships. SA-7 manpads will be waiting. As you know, I also own Barrett 50s, so your APC are defunct and futile. This uh, is, I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. You, you have a man pad? Yeah, no, you don't. <sighs> also, I realize now, Liz, that jam is is a reference yeah, to the Mahdi army, I, and I think I totally earlier, just, I just, I just put as the I quote misread wrong. it, I just yes. like realized exactly as I read it next to New Bath Party what he was saying. Yeah, it's talking about. Iraq. By the way, Chris Dorner served at an oil rig off of Bahrain. To be clear, he was not in Iraq. No, um, he also does not own a man pad, meaning he does not have the ability to blow up either a helicopter. Or like a tank with a fucking rocket launcher. Uh, yeah. Also, AQAP I, absolutely have everything on Chris Dorner. Just gonna yeah, one hundred percent. Those guys in twenty thirteen, way more people. Big yeah. year for them. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. So soon there are dozens. And by the way, if you had fucking AQAP in this fucking big bear cabin, <sighs> things would have gone way differently. No. So now there's dozens of cops on the scene taking taking cover behind the trees surrounding the cabin. Mm. I mean, they've got this fucking thing surrounded. There's some jurisdictional problems here. I think a lot of these are like Riverside or yeah. Big Bear cops. But LAPD, by the way, LAPD's helicopter fleet is insane. They have almost all the helicopters. I think they have more helicopters than like, I th well, I mean, they do have more helicopters than any other police department in the country, but like- I remember reading the statistic that was like they have just an insane amount of helicopters. Yeah. Also, to if you've else. ever been in LA or lived in LA, like you know and love the helicopter. It is always yes. up there. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm always like, yo, fucking give me a ride to Zebulon. And they'll they'll just pop down and take me right there. Um, so the LAPD is like circling around all these SWAT teams and like Riverside, like, you guys gotta go away because like we might actually there's like no communication between them. They're just yeah. like, please leave me alone. Classic municipal fuck up. 
I love showing up on a crime scene, Liz, mm. you know, being in the FBI, and some podunk sheriff thinks he's going to solve the murder of this yeah. woman. And I'm like, uh, And you come walking in all fancy yeah, with your John Lennon suit? walk. Where you're exactly. like, I'm a fed. And I'll be like, I don't care if you've been in this town your whole life and you know everybody involved in this scene, in this crime or whatever. I'm from the FBI and I went to fucking Wharton School of Business. <laughs> Why <laughs> the, would you go there if you're that To young? study the mafia, okay. <laughs> the biggest business in the world. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, it's for a well-rounded education. Sure. Then you went to Quantico. Then I went to Quantico. And then I went to Sarah Lawrence, motherfucker, <laughs> to study women. <laughs> Is Sarah Lawrence an all woman's college? It I is just not, but it was at one okay, point. Okay, because my head yeah. just thinks that because it's named after a woman. Yeah, well, oh, Sarah. Yeah. Or, yeah, well, I guess Lawrence could be a guy. <laughs> no, they're not named after a guy. They're first names. I, I think it was historically a women's college, but then it wasn't a women's college. But I think that, if I recall, it's mostly women. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the joke. They should make all FBI agents get MFAs. Absolutely. So. The cops are fucking everywhere. And need we remind you, they are going to shoot to kill. Yeah. There is gunfire exchanged, and the cops are surrounding this place and launching canisters of gas into the house. Tear gas, not just, yeah. Yeah, not just like, oh, some natural oh, gas. They're pranking <laughs> the guy. They're like, oh, man, in, in, in nine years, you'll really wish you had this at the pump, Dorner, when Joe Biden takes it from you. <laughs> um, there are po- there are not just police helicopters overhead. There's actually news helicopters both overhead oh, yeah. and newsmen around. And during this time, you can actually hear the cops say, "Burn the fucking house down." Yes. Yeah, they know exactly what they're fucking doing. Like mm-hmm. it seems very clear. Like I like I mentioned, you can see with the way they reacted to the you know the poor grandma uh, on her paper route. That there was absolutely no, there was no way anyone from any police force was taking Chris Dorner alive at any point during this yeah. search whatsoever. And so when they finally cornered the Dorner, mm-hmm. they're throwing in gas tanks. They're getting ready because they're fucking burning this this dude, you know, dead or alive. Exactly. No, well, dead, definitely dead. Because the thing well, is, I meant they're these, burning these... him whether he's dead or he's oh, alive. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So yeah. So. Know, these canisters say like not for indoor use. Like they're like flammable, flammable. Like they, they make very yeah. clear on them. These will start a fire. And that's the reason they're using. Them, yeah. Is to burn the house down. Um, you know, sort of, sort of a one man Waco type situation here. Now there's a claim that Dorner shoots, which I, I believe that Dorner shot himself in the head during this. Mm. Um, that is something that I would also do if I was in danger of being burned alive. Um, it's crazy too. You can hear the news, like, um, the news anchors, uh, who, you know, when, when the footage of cops being like, you know, burn this fucker down, like burn this fucking house down is played. The newscasters who are sort of like, uh, during, during that broadcast are like, well, the police are understandably upset. <laughs> the house A lot of emotions bur- running hot, as yes. hot as this building is about to be. <laughs> So the house is burning, a gunshot goes off, which turns out to be Christopher Dorner uh, ending his own life, and then ammo starts popping off. And the crazy thing about this is, I have actually seen an ammo dump go up before, and it is fucking insane. It's like fireworks or something like that, except uh, the bullets can shoot out. So 
it's like there's just like this series of tiny explosions happening throughout the house as all of this ammunition goes up in flames. Uh, the body is totally engulfed. Um, thousands, I mean, probably millions, frankly, of people watch this happen on television. And to me, the saddest part always was is that Christopher Dorner's mother was actually spotted at La Capilla Mexican restaurant drinking white wine, and eating chips, and sort of chatting casually to her friend as uh, her son's uh, body burns on, on live television. So Dorner's dead. Yeah, Dorner's dead. Uh, they cornered the Dorner. They had to like use medical, uh, they had to use uh, dental records, I think, to mm. to identify the body. Um they said that he had $150 in cash on him, a folding knife, a lighter, his LAPD and military IDs, his driver's license was on him when he died, and that he had a fake police badge and a business card with two LAPD police captains who were part of that Board of Rights hearing, and that they were able to recover on his body. But he was like, so his body was so badly burned that, yeah, I mean, they had to, yeah, they had to use his dental records and his like old retainer to match that. This um, is the thing, listeners, him. never go to the dentist because <laughs> then they can use your dental records against you. So one thing about this story that we haven't, I mean, we've kind of touched a little bit on, but we haven't um, woven through the timeline mm -hmm. is how much of a media spectacle this whole thing was, which really is like a big part of this story. Um, after the cops shot up those innocent people, <laughs> Mm -hmm. there were um, kind of viral news stories started popping up of a bunch of people in the LA area wearing t-shirts that said, not Chris Dorner, please do not shoot me. Or they would put like huge signs if they had pickup trucks, um, especially if they had Nissan Titans that was like, I'm not Chris Dorner, do not shoot me. He should have put one of those up. This was like, yeah, I've thought about that too. I was like, damn, Dorner, if he was checking in with the news, if he, you know, this was the time when everyone was, you know, all over it. He clearly wasn't an internet man. But, um, yeah, people started selling these t-shirts on eBay. They were selling bumper stickers. There were, like, people were calling in false sightings of Dorner all over the place. People were saying he was in Mexico. People were calling it in from San Diego, like, all over California. This was really, like, Dorner fever because if it's, yeah. you know, we kind of tried to lay out this timeline. But, you know, to really drive it home, I mean, this is like a 10-day manhunt. Yes. I mean, this yeah. thing went on for fucking ever. And it was all over the news. like all over. Um, and it really was, it's interesting because it's like 2013. I'm kind of mentioned this when we were talking about the manifesto is that like, this is one of the first cases of like real, real time online detective work that was almost like outpacing or leading legacy mm -hmm. media. I mentioned 4chan Reddit was all over this. There was the, the huge Reddit subreddit called R Dorner case. Um, and there was like, they had a live timeline going, um, you can, you know, if you know how to use the Wayback machine, well, you can go back and look at the, the archival posts. Um, although they made it a little difficult by deleting everything, but there's like minute by minute posting, like uncovering this guy's online footprint. They find his YouTube, which is very funny. And some of his comments on YouTube videos, which are very funny. Oh, I didn't even know about those. Oh yeah. It was, fuck. Now I've. For some reason, I had it written down and it's not here, but his, his uh, YouTube username was like, oh, fuck, I, I shouldn't even say it because I'm going to get it wrong, but it started with Onyx. <laughs> Onyx? Yeah. 
<laughs> wow. That's sick. And he, there was like one where he had a really long comment on um, like a, a football training video. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this isn't how you train. Like you need to go back home. You look like shit, blah, blah, blah. That's it's cool. pretty funny. But there was all these people kind of online, you know, collating all of this like digital footprint in a way that we hadn't seen before and has really like built into the meme and and the kind of like legacy or whatever. That sounds mm-hmm. cheesy and corny and not exactly it's, it's how true. I want to talk about it. But yeah, it's true. It's like, you know, this 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 sensation that was Chris Dorner, all of this kind of went into it. Um, I think someone said like an actual poster on 4chan was like, that was the most exciting thing that ever happened in poll history. And it really was like just this, you know, mass event of online posters. And they, they were ahead of the way that the mainstream media was reporting because Mm -hmm. they were slower. They weren't as clued in online. They weren't, you know, like fucking autistic gamers, like going ape on, you know, fucking 4chan or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And Legacy media hadn't really kind of rectified the fact that they were, you know, behind a lot of social media. And so there was, then there was this like weird thing where legacy media would report like so much stuff. Mainstream media would report things that were unconfirmed just because they're trying to get ahead of the story from people online. And so it built up this like insane momentum and just like total confusion and Dorner trutherism is like rain is like raining the day. Um, that Reddit, what our Dorner was getting like over 500,000 views per day during the manhunt, which is pretty huge. 2013. I mean, this is not, you know, at the height of Reddit, but it's getting pretty close. I mentioned that they were doing like live timeline tracking, but they took like real pride, kind of like how those Wikipedia guys, you know, where they're like, there's, mm-hmm. that's not confirmed. This isn't, you know, these guys were like being very serious about it. And they were like, they, they, they said, you know, like, oh, we're peer reviewing raw data by Redditors and Channers and tweeters. <laughs> like it was this like project that they all kind of like seemed they were, felt like they were in on. And because of that too, like a lot of them, I mean, the investment in the case was like just different, you know, they felt like they were actually solving it. Um, It was, I don't know, it was like, it's weird. And then as this is happening, it's really like sweeping around, like just like more normies, right? Then you get the kind of Facebook pages that are posting up, the RIP Chris Dorner pages or the We Are All Chris Dorner pages. There was one that was like, the spirit of Chris hashtag Dorner will live on forever in our hearts as an eternal flame, symbolic of the will to stand up in an attempt to eradicate those who would seek to oppress us by any means necessary when no one else would. So to me, it's funny because that's, I mean, if we're, if we're speaking really honestly about Dorner, like sure. that's not exactly what he was doing, no. right? Like. Dorner was not, Dorner specifically just hated the LAPD and like slightly by extension other, I mean, he mostly, he didn't, I don't think killed any, a single LAPD officer, um, but uh, you know, by other cops too. But like Dorner was like loved America. Yes. Uh, he was not like, you know, he was not this like sort of like avenging. I mean, he, he was in this sense that he became that in people's eyes. So like, that's kind of yeah, what yeah, he yeah. was in reality. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it was very early on people sort of like took Chris Dorner and made him their own. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I think I'm totally with you. Like that statement is like way too much. Like this dude, like 
Okay, he hated cops, but not really. He he loved the institution of policing. His problem was that he felt the LAPD had not lived up to that's na- to its name. You know what I yeah. mean? That yeah. it hadn't like you know it was corrupt, but not that police in general are corrupt. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. When we describe yeah, yeah. him as a radical centrist, like he really was, and so yeah. you saw people starting to kind of like I don't know, like you said, like like they're getting what they want out of him. You know, Mm -hmm. they're starting to kind of put what they want in there and they're getting back what they wanted to see. Even Anonymous, like, got in on the fun posting on Twitter, which these guys. Uh, uh, Chomsky, can you insert a certain noise that I'd like to make? Thank you. Yeah, they they took to Twitter to expose what it called, quote, lies from the San Bernardino police officers about how the cabin caught on fire. So this was a big thing. Uh, they this I think this is what they tweeted. LAPD and San Bernardino district attorneys are murderers using an inhumane way of killing Dorner at Big Bear with a flamethrower. But of course, they lie to us. So they tweeted that on the 13th of, of February. Um, they also apparently like they, they take to Twitter to contact Dorner directly. They wrote, hey, hashtag Dorner, which I love that like you're you're tweeting at him with a hashtag Dorner. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hashtag Dorner. You want to contact one of us, parentheses anonymous, we will leak all the info you have and get you to stand trial safely without being killed. It's like, leak all the info you have. Like, it's weird. There was, like, there's one story from Vice I was reading from around this time where they start referring to him as a whistleblower, which is totally just like... That, that's not what was happening here. Like, you can read... we You know, using what he was saying about the LAPD... And putting it in context of, of larger stuff, of larger crimes of the LAPD, I think is important, right? Mm-hmm. But to say that he was trying to like blow the whistle on the like corruption of of the LAPD is just a total mischaracterization of the situation to the point that it's just like, I mean, that's just, you know, lying. It's just lying. Well, it's it's this is sort of the era of like that real huge sort of valorization and like almost celebrity of people like Snowden and Pussy Riot and all of these yes. people. And so like the whistleblower, which is a you know, a real thing, and there have been some very like, you know, valuable whistleblowers, uh, but there was this like celebrity appeal to them, mm. uh, where they almost became kind of like rock star like. So of course people would want to be like, Yeah, he's a whistleblower, but like no, he wasn't. I mean, like that like I mean, he 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 gave like no new knowledge except for anything about except about his case which yeah. nobody had known about prior to that because it wasn't something that like was really the public right. gave a shit about which was just one single like board of rights case exactly right yeah after after his death some people tried to start like nationwide protests for like justice for Dorner situation there was one post like nationwide protests saturday 215 in response to the murder of chris dorner but that doesn't really like go very far. I mean, there yeah. was interest in the case in the sense that it was on everyone's fucking television, but not so much in, you know, actually going out in the streets. Um, the real big question and like the point that everyone was really stuck on, especially on the internet was whether or not Dorner was intentionally burned alive or whether or not yeah. he actually did kill himself with the gun. Um, and like you said, I mean, you know, there, there's that frantic audio and, and, you know, like reputable outlets were posted, were, were, were talking about this, not just like channers and Redditors and tweeters. Like this was from the Huffington Post around that time in the police audio, which was broadcast on CBS affiliate 
on Tuesday, frantic voices of officers can be heard, including one officer saying, burn it down, burn him out, fucking burn this motherfucker. Like, so this is being reported in real time. Mm -hmm. Um, You can hear like in that, you know, in that audio that, you know, it goes on longer. We're going to go forward with the plan, with the burn, like we talked about. So they had kind of, um, you know, decided on this. It seemed pretty clear. You you mentioned Waco and a lot of people kind of really latched onto that, uh, just comparing that kind of, you know, full frontal attack from, from the police. Yeah. But adding to all this confusion is that like all of this like media reporting was happening during Obama's State of the Union, which is just an insane, insane detail. Yeah. So the State of the Union was on the 12th. Um, and basically during the State of the Union, it's reported that Dorner had been found dead in a burned out cabin, which then, again, during the State of the Union, gets refuted by the LAPD, but only after networks had basically added tickers or split screens during fucking Obama's speech that Chris Dorner had been burned alive, which is totally psycho. There, so, Dorner would have hated that. Yeah, he would. Well, yeah, he would have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just like numerous conflicting reports that's like all over the place. CBS is is claiming that, you know, a body had been removed. NBC is saying that the building is still burning. They Everyone has like different, um, like different reports about what's going on. And in general, like leading up to Obama's speech, they were only covering Dorner. Like they mm-hmm. were not covering, you know, it's like typical state of the union where it's like, yeah. Oh, look, all those people, there they are to shake everyone's hands. Oh, yeah. look, oh, oh, they brought a they brought a veteran. Everyone's so old and oh, they're he walking. was in World War Two. Yeah. But he can oh look at his little chair. But you know, though. it's just they they just have nothing to cover. So they're just like showing people like milling about in a room. No, this was like all Dorner. Yeah. They, to the point where they even like had a split screen going with just like footage of like from the helicopters looking down at the cabin while like Obama is like fucking walking up to the podium. <laughs> That's it's, it's funny. I was about to say, man, I wish Dorner had been in the state of the union, but like if Dorner had been in the state of the union, he would have been shaking everyone's hand and be like, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much for being for, you know, your service and for being such a good politician. Yeah. It was so crazy. I was watching one broad old broadcast and it was like, Dorner will be on people's minds just as much as Obama's. It's like, wait, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> I mean, but it really was this huge, Huge, huge media sensation. Um, And, you know, it's like we mentioned people being sympathetic, but it really wasn't just like, again, it really wasn't just the Internet posters or like ironic people or, you know, kind of like the usual suspects. Like it was like pretty fucking mainstream. There was like Don Lemon was on CNN. He got a bunch of shit for this. Don Lemon is always getting shit. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But Don Lemon. Lemon? I ref- this guy's no way this guy's last name is really Lemon. I bet it is. Lemon? Don Lemon. It's a good name. Yeah. He was like on CNN and he was like, you know, I feel like maybe people should take a second look at the manifesto. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> can't really say that. But this is the quote that got him in trouble. He said, "There is this has been an important public conversation that we've had about police brutality and police corruption, about state violence. As far as Dorner himself goes, he's like a real life superhero to many people. Don't get me wrong. What he did was awful. People aren't rooting for him to kill innocent people. They're rooting for someone who was wronged to get a kind of revenge against the system. It's almost like watching Django Unchained in real life. It's kind of exciting. 
which is just, I mean, it's a really incredible thing to, yeah. to wow. imagine being said. <laughs> that rules. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so this comes out. And so there's this kind of like typical political media cycle then, which I think should now feel, feel pretty familiar, but I think at the time was a bit novel. So you get then the backlash to the backlash and the meme and the backlash to the meme and all of the ensuing kind of think pieces that come out about all those new, um, new angles of content that emerge. But the LA times received like, I mean, they received like 200 letters talking about Chris Dorner and almost all of them were just criticizing the LAPD. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, I think, I mean, this is, I, I think in the streets of LA too, it's like there were fucking cops everywhere, right? Yeah. People saw how much it, like, intense amount of resources expended basically in the hunt. I mean, the literal hunt for the most dangerous game of all, man. And they burned him to death, or, well, they burned him and then he shot himself on live television. Yeah. So Dorner's got a little something for everybody. Yes. He He's a true does. centrist. A true centrist, yeah. He like Dorner the Dorner the I don't know, political object, you know, was everyone was able to get something out of him. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it was like you could kind of like look into the media spectacle of Dorner and take what you wanted, which was like you know, you had liberals with the, you know, everyone's like the grievances with the cops or he's this anti-establishment figure or you had like channers and trolls like memeing him into like t-shirts and Mm -hmm. just like epic flatbacks on the boards or whatever. Back against the LAPD. Yeah. Yeah. And like there were, we didn't even mention this, but there was like so many right wingers that were like, Oh, the media is suppressing the fact that he like, you know, want that he's like, an, he's a shooter, but he's a fan of the Democrats, which was, you know, that was a whole right wing Breitbart talking point. And then you have the libertarians who are like claiming that the whole thing's a hoax because it's all to shore up, you know, second amendment rollbacks. So he really was able to give everybody kind of like what, what they all wanted. He was a uniter, not a divider, you know? I know. In the end, it's like, I mean, Chris Dorner provided so many people. I mean, he even gave the LAPD a persecution complex. Uh, You know, they were able to investigate the Board of Rights hearing that he went through and then declare themselves innocent. Mm -hmm. You know, it was sort of this like, I mean, literally everybody, even the people that like, I mean, maybe not the actual victims themselves, but all of the, the police departments that they're surrounded with and everybody got something out of this. And so, you know, Chris Dorner, you know, people think of him as this like avenging angel and like this, this, this sort of like the either the Joker or the Batman, whichever one is like unleashing the the vengeance that you created, which you know in a way is true. But I think, and more importantly, you know, you said it right. The man was a uniter. You know, he caused Americans of all political stripes, all races, all colors, all creeds to come together, watch something on TV, watch a guy get burned to death, watch a guy shoot himself in the head. And they could get something out of it. And that, to me, fulfills the ultimate goal of Christopher Dorner. Somebody who loved this country just wanted to bring people together.
Hillary Clinton. You'll make one hell of a president in 2016. Much like your husband, Bill, you'll be one of the greatest. Look at Castro in San Antonio as a running mate or possibly Secretary of State. He's, parentheses, good people. And I have faith and confidence in him. Look after Bill. He always was my favorite president. Chelsea grew up to be one hell of an attractive woman. No disrespect to her husband. Governor Chris Christie, what can I say? You're the only person I would like to see in the White House in 2016 other than Hillary. You're America's no-shit-taking uncle. Do one thing for your wife, kids, and supporters. Start walking at night and eat a little less. Not a lot less, just a little. We want to see you around for a long time. Your leadership is greatly needed. Jeffrey Tubin and David Gergen, you are political geniuses and modern scholars. Hopefully Tubin is nominated for the Supreme Court and implements some damn common sense and reasoning instead of partisan bickering. But in true Tubin fashion, we all know he would not accept the nomination. Larry David, I agree. 72 to 82 degrees is way too hot in a residence. 68 degrees is perfect. Anonymous, you are hated, vilified, and considered an enemy to the state. I personally view you as culture and a necessity that brings truth to a cloaked world. Forge ahead. Charlie Sheen, you're effing awesome. Cyclist, I have no problem sharing the road with you, but at least go the fucking speed limit posted or get off the road. This is a feasible request. Live strong, you fraudulent assholes. Larry David, Kevin Hart, the late Patrice O'Neill, Lisa Lampanelli, Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, Louis C.K., Dave Chappelle, John Stewart, Wanda Sykes, Dennis Miller, and Jeff Ross are pure geniuses. I'm a big fan of all your work. As a child, my mom caught me watching Jeff Def Jam comedy at midnight when I should have been asleep. Instead of scolding me, the next night she let me stay up late and watch George Carlin, Eddie Murphy, and Richard Pryor comedy specials with her for hours. My sides... We're sore for days. I thank my friends for the awesome shared experiences. I thank the unnamed women I dated over my lifetime for the great, and sometimes not so great, sex. Christopher Dorner, 2013. My name is Brace. I'm Liz. We're of course joined by producer Young Chomsky, who I'd like to thank for the great, and sometimes not so great, Sex. <laughs> the podcast has been has been true crime anon. No, tubin anon. Tubin anon. I was trying to do I'll that. Be real. One thing, dude. I'm so glad he didn't get to live to see half of the people he mentioned me tooed, and then yeah. Jeffrey Tubin lambasted I know. for I was thinking jacking about off during a Zoom call with like Masha whatever on it. I'm glad he didn't have to see that. <laughs> Masha Gessen. Masha Gessen. Jesus. Who's, who's like on the Zoom call with Masha Gessen? Like, you know what? I got to fucking take a break from this and just jack off. He got too hot. He couldn't. Yeah, he had Brother. to. He's like, they were doing like a, I don't even get me started on it. Yeah. All right. So I'll see you guys later. Wait, no. Okay. We've already done that bit. Okay. Uh, well, no, this has this been time. True Anon, colon, Moderate Rebel, The Christopher Dorner Story, Part 2. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.